We are probably live. Woohoo! I have not checked anyone's pulse, not even my own, <laughs> so I could be wrong. Hello. But Some you might could call be me right. Sam. I could be right. <laughs> uh, hello, and welcome to Pack Tactics Season 3. This is a homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign that has lots of Spelljammer elements. Mostly, Season 3's idea was, what if we had kobolds in space? And then this <laughs> happened, and I have no regrets. Now recording. Okay, I have one regret. <laughs> and you'll never guess what it is. Mm. Uh, with me today are a bunch of incredibly awesome people, including Craig and Archbeth are hanging out, listening in chat. One of them, I'm sure, does not have a pulse. You'll never guess which one. Uh, we also have our players for this evening, Ellie, Eo, Jen, Matt, and Cindy. My name is Crash. I will be your DM for the evening. I am not, in fact, three kobolds in a trench coat. That's a different campaign. So, uh... No, no, you're four kobolds. Shh! <laughs> so, question. Now, last week we didn't have a game, but the week before that, what happened? Krama had a kid, and we're probably going to have to kill it. I am a terrible mother. And also, I'm too young to be a mom. Well, you seem to be feeding it. Some kind of magic stuff. It grew big. Okay, so yeah, I was expecting someone else to come in with some more details, but yeah, long story <laughs> short, there was Great. this egg thing that uh, Chroma was apparently feeding by casting magic spells. Chroma threw it at some magicish vines and it hatched, and uh, yeah, I believe the session ended with uh, Crash going roll for initiative. I think I missed that. <laughs> Possible, yeah. I didn't necessarily say... Huge bird... <laughs> Yeah, it, it was uh, a very large, multicolored bird that did lightning damage when it hatched, so that was fun. And I recall right before this session started, when we were gathering slowly, uh, there was some conversation about how in Chroma's family, when the next generation asked the prior generation where babies come from, the answer is, well... When you find an orphan that you decided you're going to love very, very much, you take it and claim it as your own. Uh-huh. And then I did that accidentally, and <laughs> I got a lightning bird thing. And a good time was had by all. If by all, you mean no one. Well, I did kill a cyclops earlier. Just saying. So, <laughs> thank you. That's what we call a slow burn. I'm not truncating that, by the way. I am leaving that entire laugh in. It's delightful. It's delightful and glorious. The DM will award the DM inspiration at this point. As a DM, there is no limit on how long my inspiration can stack. So, with all of this said for what took place, and... A lot of details were left out, but that's okay, because Millie is not here to give us the full rundown of everything that happened. Probably, thank goodness. They would, <laughs> they would not stop to breathe, and that would be an issue. So, this bird made of lightning shoots into the air and screams and starts to swoop down towards the party. And they're swooping down towards the party. And they're swooping down 
towards oh, the... Is it no. getting smaller? It is pulled backwards in a manner that it obviously is not appreciating into uh, a nearby tower that's about 15 foot tall. Lightning rod! It's a lightning rod! I need to go rescue my kid! Um, Are birds of thunder normally affected by lightning rods or moonbeams? I have no idea. Let me roll Arcana. 19. Okay. Well, in spite of the fact that you have never in your life seen a lightning bird before, there are some assumptions that you can make. One, there's a lot of magic going on here. So as soon as you start saying a wizard did it, there's a lot of rules of physics that can be thrown out the window. Like what things need to have in order to be considered living beings. You can just uh, forget yes, all that. Yes, they are usually replaced with different, weirder rules of physics. Also true, but also those rules can be ignored at a whim if a different wizard does something. Uh... It's, it's not unlike artificers, but never mind about that. So what you're going with are the physics you know, which is electricity. And as an artificer, you know a heck of a lot about electricity. Mm -hmm. Perhaps some of it through research, some of it through personal experience. A bit too much through personal experience. Okay, 99% of it through personal experience, but in your defense, you were learning. It's only a failure if you kill yourself. And All birds are then, tolerated. And even then, there's occasions where that's not necessarily going to stop you, especially when you have a mom who is a high-level spellcaster who can bring things back from the dead. Just saying. She might kill you afterwards, but still. She would be so mad at me. Probably. Probably. But there would also probably be lots of hugs. In any case, yeah. as a being of lightning, it probably, because it had no physical form, it was just energy, would probably be able to be entrapped the way any energy source could possibly be absorbed and trapped. So it's quite possible that whatever grounded it was not there for it, especially since it wasn't here until you brought it. So I need to head to that tower and see what's happened to my um, new bird child. Okay. I feel like that's the responsible thing to do. So um, did your bird child kill these weird plants that were bothering us? Are they still there? Did it, like, destroy it? Did it eat it? The ones in the epicenter of the blast have been destroyed, but just the ones in the epicenter of the blast. There's plenty more where that came from. So, right now we have two problems. We have to find out what happened to Bird Baby and the plant things. But let's take them one at a time. Which one first? Chroma seems content to focus on Bird Baby, so let's focus on Bird Baby. It might be the problem with the more easy solution. Okay. I'm just saying... We have not figured out how to cut the vines without massive explosive damage. Right, right. This is true. So, bird baby? Bird baby. <laughs> Should right. we move the ship so the vines don't get it? I mean, yeah. I don't want to and have it be, like, totally covered in them, you know? To be fair, the vines have already gotten it. There's vines in the upper portions of the legs. You uh. took out the lower portions of the legs with the lower portions of the vines. Right, but... but like, there's, if we leave it unattended, I mean, I think those things are just going to, like, take it. You would have to remove the vines from the legs to ensure that. All and right. that would probably damage parts of the ship you do not yeah, wish to damage. Yeah, probably. All right. 
Too bad I can't just like carry the ship somewhere, like stuck. Are Not you sure you rabbit. can't? I mean, I with your know. strength score, uh, pretty high. <laughs> it's. Look, it's not a matter of weight ratios. It's a simple matter of where you grasp it. Mm. If we had two Zaxes and a rope that we could string between them. Wait, never mind. Put the coconuts down. <laughs> Let's figure out what's going on with the lightning bird, right, baby. bird baby. Uh-huh. We do have several bits of vine. I love this game so much. <laughs> Thank you for continuing my joke. So, yeah, bird baby was sucked into that tower over there. Let's go rescue Bird Baby. Yeah, I, I guess. Bird Baby. Bay Bird. Zappy! <laughs> We're going to have Zax and Zappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they both you can know, do lightning damage. Yeah. I think not being great with names is a family trait. Well, let's I'm, just go glad, see. Go I'm just glad you didn't pick a three-letter name that ended in AX. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. That might Max. be a... I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, carry so on. did I, yeah, and because like, of uh... that, because of that, Zenosha has inspiration. <laughs> oh yeah, the tower, the tower, right. Rapunzel, Rapunzel. Tower. So you head towards the tower. It is pretty much like the closer you get to the tower, the more you realize that it's not so much a tower as it was once a tower that was much taller. And this is what hasn't fallen down. Actually, no, most of this is what has fallen down. This is what has fallen down on top of the other stuff that has fallen down. Except for that part there. That part is a copper sphere. I will investigate the copper sphere. It... Okay, how do you investigate it? Um, I feel like touching it involves lightning damage. So, um... (laughs) But you're not saying whether or not you're willing to do it. (laughs) Well... I still have four temporary hit points, and my wisdom is eight. So what do you think? It's warm to the touch, but you take no damage. It's also very much stuck in place. And as Mm. you continue to investigate it, you realize it is stuck in place because the copper sphere has a copper rod leading from underneath it down into what's left of the tower. Well, I should see if it trampled down the rod. This would be easier if I prepared Detect Magic today, but I just built Identify for today's uh, goggles setting, so not really helpful. Well, I mean, you didn't know you were going to have a magic bird, so... That's the problem with um, building all your stuff ahead of time. You never know what you're going to need. Also the problem with regeneration, you never know what you're going to get. Usually limbs! Chroma has inspiration. <laughs> Chroma already had inspiration. Then you get nothing, Dutch. <sighs> but you deserve so much more. Okay, so investigation of the tower, as you continue to investigate, you find that you need to roll a perception check. Oh. Everyone or just Chroma? Well, it depends. Who's investigating the tower? Right now, Chroma's the only one who said that they were doing anything. The rest of you were thinking of names that end in AX. <laughs> Can I use my inspiration? You may use Zenosha's your inspiration. going to be helping out Chroma, and I got a 26. 17! Wow. Okay, you find a trapdoor underneath a few rocks. Neat! That were underneath other rocks. It probably goes without saying that Zax is able to help with the rocks issue. Right, yeah. Just <laughs> moving the rocks. That seems to be what I do. Move the heavy Yay! stuff. Mm-hmm. Move the rocks. Tear things off of the ship. Pick up every kobold you see. You know... 
Well, you got to make sure they're cobalt. Yeah. I would like to open the trap door. Are you sure about that? No. Nope. We, we don't know what's coming out of there. I'm going to go stand next to her in case something comes out of there that shouldn't. Okay. You open the trap door and you take 184 lightning damage. No. No, that is not true. That is not true. It's 185 lightning damage. No. No, that's not true either. Instead, you see an a somewhat irregularly shaped room with the copper rod going into whatever that thing is that's circular in the middle of the room. What most of you look at, what most of you see when you look at that weird circular thing in the middle of the room is something that you're afraid Chroma's going to want to touch. What does what? Chroma see? Something that Chroma wants to touch. <laughs> Evidence that someone has been here recently and they knew science. She blinded me with science. <laughs> she blinded me with science? Stand back. Chroma's going to do science to it. <laughs> it's got all kinds of pipes and tubes. Some of them are sticking out of one location and going into another. Most of them are going through the wall and arcing downward. And as you can see from the image I've shared, this rather small room that you are in also happens to have a staircase going down further. I would like to roll an investigation check. Can I roll an investigation check? You may roll. You an may once I'm check. sixty feet away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the last time someone rolled an investigation check in one of my campaigns, they ended up with an AOL CD stuck to their forehead for five minutes. <laughs> I am not making this up. Was it Millie? <laughs> Why do you ask? It may or may not. Have, <laughs> it may or may not have been Millie. Because that sounds like that sounds like something Pev would do. I can, can I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> it's also funny how Millie's character is named Hero, but we keep calling them Paige or Pev because because <laughs> yeah, because they based on... it off of their cat. Yeah. So with the sixteen, this is definitely designed to absorb to transfer energy further down. Uh. From the looks of it, electrical energy is just one of the kinds of energy it's meant to absorb. It can, in fact, absorb other kinds, including more than one kind of arcana energy, uh, possibly even divine, but you're not so sure about that. We require further testing. Basically, this is a siphon meant to power something further down. Oh, my gosh. All right, we're going further down. You will have to let Zenosha know because she's 60 feet away. <laughs> hey Zenosha, we're going further down. And we're being okay. totally quiet about it. I guess. <laughs> well, you want me to lead the way in case there's like stuff down there that wants to fight us? Yes, please do. Or has Chroma already bounced down the stairs? Chroma is already bouncing down the stairs, <laughs> but it's okay, Chroma. Never mind. Chroma has an of twenty two. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's she'll be okay. I'm, I'll be I'm right fairly her. certain that there's nothing bad that's going to happen from this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will cast Mage Armor before we head downstairs. That's rather untrusting of you. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Okay, so you go bounding down the stairs, and you encounter a room. Now, this room is, as you can see on the map, those squares are five feet, so it's 20 by 20. A significant portion of it is taken up by the staircase that you've gone bounding down. Uh, there's various boxes 
of and jars and jugs of various sizes and shapes. Some of the boxes are open and they have smaller boxes or jars inside of them. Some of the jugs are by themselves. Some of them are clear. Some of them are opaque. Some of them are bubbling. Some of them, the surfaces of the containers are bubbling, which they're supposed to be solids, not liquids. So that's a tiny little bit disturbing. Uh, All the fire is stored over in one spot next to the other fire. (laughs) And Snacks has inspiration because Matt (laughs) knows how to find decent GIFs. (laughs) And you hear, well, in addition to the bubbles, because there are various things that do sound like they're bubbling. Occasionally you hear a little static discharge or uh, the various public domain sciencey sounds that are heard in 95% of all sci-fi video games can be heard in the background along with a low hum like someone has just recently turned off a TV or turned on the power through um, acquiring and entrapping a bird possibly also there is one air conditioner there to provide white noise so people can get some sleep but it's their hammering you can't tell because there's an air conditioner providing white noise. (laughs) (laughs) And hello to LFA in chat. Nothing has been yeeted yet, but... Uh Uh-oh. Something is beeping. A vampire beeps in the darkness. Yeah, a vampire beeps in the room somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was Ellie's vampire. Mm -hmm. I love that we've just started calling it that because that's what Ellie calls it. Well, why not? I mean, it does take her blood. I know. Kelly and I never referred to her machines as vampires, so it, it's it's different. It's new, and I like that. Oh, and you do hear footsteps approaching, any of you who has a passive perception above 15. Um, Which is not so me. That includes me at 18, trying... so yeah, I'm pulling my stick out and taking a defensive stance. I have a passive investigation of 18. Doesn't count. No, nope. mine's not that high. I but I would... But I am busy trying to roll an investigation check on the lab equipment. I love that you haven't even gotten to the interesting stuff yet. I mean, hi. No, you heard nothing. <laughs> 21. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, I just realized my passive perception is 18, but my passive investigation is 11. So apparently Zenosha can notice stuff, but she's not very good at identifying it. I found a thing. What is it? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a mushroom. Turns out it's a small evil dwarf with a red cap. <laughs> that was a callback. Mm-hmm. To be fair, everyone else thought that was a mushroom too. Not the first time I included a red cap in one of my games, but the players never knew I had a red cap before. These kobolds encountered the red cap the first time I ever had a red cap in the game, and you didn't know it was a red cap. But never mind about that. So the the footsteps you hear coming because they're rather big footsteps, um, and it appear apparently is a large human wearing a plaid shirt and walking rather stiffly with a whole bunch of produce to sell at the produce stand. No, no, that's not true. My cabbages. To... No, no. Uh, if this if it was this character, he wouldn't be saying my cabbages. He'd be punching someone. <laughs> big difference, and they would lose. <laughs> Letterkenny reference, but never mind. Uh, it's an Umber Hulk. Back, close your eyes. It's wearing sunglasses. Oh. Over, Hello. 
all of it. It's wearing more than one pair of sunglasses. It's wearing a large pair over the large eyes and a smaller, daintier pair over the smaller eyes. Okay, that's unexpected. I it, also ha- it also has a tie. It- it's a bow tie. Bow ties are cool. Hmm. It Hello, looks- are you friendly? It looks at you, sort of half waves, and then walks away. I wave back and take that as a yes, this one is friendly. I say in deep speech, Hello, is this your lab? Which um, probably sounds uh, absolutely fascinating in deep speech. <laughs> Krama is still the only entity that manages to make deep speech sound upbeat and friendly. It turns to look back at you and makes a sound that is not unlike flatulence, but it comes out of its mouth. Um, did you blow a raspberry at me? It turns and walks away. Well, they didn't say to stop touching their stuff, so I'm going to uh, keep investigating. I got a 21, by the way. Maybe it's not their stuff. And in terms of Umberhulks, this is still by far the friendliest we've met yet. Friendliest as in it has not actively attempted to destroy you. Yes, definitely I the friendliest. I did say yes, friendliest, not friendly. And I mm. I did, by the way, see the 21. And I was eventually going to get to that. Oh, what you have encountered among all this lab equipment, it's very varied. It is possibly for a wide variety of things. But most commonly what you're seeing here is stuff that would be used if you were working with biological ingredients as opposed to mechanical. Oh, interesting. Wait, also kind of ominous. Biological ingredients. All right. So by biological ingredients, do you mean like alchemy or do you mean like horrible experiments to produce monstrosities? Well, the chemicals that you can identify which even with the 21, it's a fairly small number, simply because, you know, specialties, you focused on yeah. building machines, are things that would have medicinal value. Interesting. Hey, Miri, Zenosha, can you come take a look at some of these? Sure. I'll do my best, but I'm more into the kind of medicine that grows out of the ground and is more often than not, not medicine. Medicine is survival. I'm hoping someone with a decent nature score might. Oh, or nature. I don't really have a decent nature score. (laughs) Okay, I rolled a four on the dice to get a total of five on my nature roll. So, yeah, if you want nature to identify this, then Zenosha's like, it's blue. I I did (laughs) not realize you were not proficient in that. Um, I am. I just rolled a four on the die. There's not much I can do with a four. But you can't be proficient in nature if you only have a plus one, or proficiency bonus is plus four. No, I have a plus five. The total was nine. It's just a four on the die oh, is a four oh, on the die. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you said four on the die, four of five, not four on the die plus five. Well, math aside, the 14 that Snacks got yields similar but not nearly as detailed information to what Chroma has already learned. There's a few chemicals here that you recognize as having... Well, that one there looks like it might be some type of fertilizer. Eh. A 10 on survival for... I almost said Zura. That's the wrong campaign. For Neri, 
there's a few things here that you know you probably shouldn't touch. You're a bit concerned that Chroma is standing next to one of them. Try drinking it. I mean, that has historically worked out bad for me, but it did teach me about mushrooms. Are you suggesting I put this in my mouth? I would prefer if you did not. Yeah, it's not a good plan. I can only lay on hand so many times per day. I I think I shouldn't put things in my mouth. Um, licking the science is generally frowned upon unless it's um healing potions and other sorts of things. And I guess this is medicinal, but also I don't really need a healing potion right now. And also don't I'm not sure that's what lick it the is. Science? Hmm. I'm not a geologist. What would a geologist artificer even be like? Would they cast earthquake a lot? I feel like they would cast earthquake a lot. Maybe they would have drills. For some reason, Chroma, you feel oddly terrified at the idea of earthquake being cast. I don't think I like this plan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was I thinking about? Uh, oh, right, not bird. licking the science. Oh yeah, right, bird. Okay. Always good to not lick the science. Mm-hmm. Ellie, I don't know what that is, but I love it. It's Claudia with a chance of meatballs. I have not seen the movie, but I recognize the most of the character that's in the shot, I think. I could be wrong. You're right. Hey, I'm right. Mark this day on your calendar. Crash was right about something. That the something was relatively irrelevant is no matter. Crash will take the victories he gets. Okay, well, since you are content to hang out in this one room, I will give you a larger image of what you can see from it. The 20 by 20 room is missing part of a wall. You're not sure if if the wall went all the way across before. The flooring is new, so it makes it harder to tell. I see and... the very corner of something that looks fascinating. Oh, yeah. It's a giant sphere with windows. I want to look inside. Okay. You look inside, and you see eyes. Eyes. Two eyes. Then they're looking back at you. Like Umber Hulk eyes that do mind control things, or just no, eyes? just two eyes, and they blink at you, and then they sort of back. recede further into the chamber so that you can no longer see them through the murk of whatever fluid they are in. But that is one of the windows. What'd you find, Chroma? Eyes! Just eyes? Because that's really creepy. Hmm. Like disembodied eyes, or we're in an aquarium eyes? I can't tell. You could make out maybe a bit of an outline of a head, but the fluid is It's probably the aquarium one. This just gets weirder. How tall is the sphere? Oh, it's a good 15 foot tall. 15? Yes. Okay. I will give you a better shot of the room that you've gone to. So, in addition okay, to the sphere... Okay, I have sphere, a solution. Okay, so the eyes were in that vat thing? Yes. I think someone was trying to cook the eyes, because that doesn't look like a storage thing. Is the, the floor to the... Is there floor around the sphere? Yeah, it's actually up on a slightly raised platform. Oh, okay. So uh, that just get, doubles my, this doesn't look like storage, it looks like cooking. Well... I would like to get up there and look in at the thing that has a lever, it looks like. That looks like a panel with a dial. You can attempt to climb it. I, mean, I cast fly on myself. Or you can do that. Or you could do that. Chroma's um, armor, a panel opens on the back, and a pair of sort of wing-shaped, mechanical things come out, except they're not big enough to be wings. They're um, small rockets. Please let them be platinum colored. 
They're, they're kind of um, half plate cover, colored. I, okay, that works too. Um, it occurs to me that now at this point, every campaign that EO has played in with us, their character has achieved flight in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> with the exception yeah. of the Sunday game, but I don't DM that one. Right. When when we do oh, our, will have flight eventually. <laughs> when we eventually do our one shot with Long Kep, I'm going to have to like have the party find a trebuchet or something, just so at one moment Long Kep can yeet Long and never Kep, feel so free. Long Kep would prefer not to yeet. This does not seem conducive to the continued existence of Long Kep. I'm not sure I'm used to you playing a character that thinks ahead far enough to realize that things could be conducive to negative consequences. And I'm looking forward to this event. <laughs> no, no. Ryan understands negative consequences. Ryan just uh, would rather that negative consequences happen to Ryan than to anyone else. Also, also valid. So you fly up to the, pan- the panel that has a lever next to it. And you very quickly realize that the panel is also a different window. And you're fairly certain that this is a window to a different container inside the sphere because the liquid is a different color. It's still murky. And there's something in there. And it has a lot of legs. Neat. And it's probably a Neogi. Or or maybe not. It looks kind of like a Neogi. Not quite, though. Something's off. I dropped back into deep speech. Hello? Um, you in there? Can you hear me? There is no response. I figure this sounds something like... (laughs) Probably. (laughs) The rest of us are just kind of used to chroma making noises, so... (laughs) And also remember that chroma's version of deep speech is the only time in the history of the language that it is said in a cheerful tone. Somewhere on another plane of existence, a dark, old god from the dark spaces between the stars is shuddering. (laughs) I have a quest. You do? Prestidigitation can be used to color things. Mm -hmm. Can it be used to uncolor things? You want to make the liquid more clear to see it better. I want to make the liquid more clear to see it better. I will allow this. Chroma takes something out of her toolkit. It looks kind of like a wand, but with extra mechanical bits. It's a pressure washer. (laughs) And she presses it right up against the panel and fiddles with the dial and presses the button. In my head, Canon, because this is effectively going through whatever this clear panel is made of. So, like, using it as a regular pressure washer would not work. It would just spray cleaning fluid on everyone in the room. <laughs> the DM is here for that content, but prestidigitation would work. So, it actually is one of those sonic cleaning things that actually doesn't work well. But this is a fantasy world, Dagnabbit, so it does work well here. And it sends out sonic waves that are, go through the panel and whatever particulates in the fluid that are making it cloudy just sort of 
they ripple and get pushed backwards. And you can see that it may have been a Neogi at one time, but now it looks a bit like Matt Smith. No, not true. <laughs> uh, actually, maybe more, maybe a bit more like David Tennant. Also not true. Uh, this is a Neogi we're talking about. Maybe Capaldi? <laughs> no, no. Uh, the Neogi looks more like a sapling. Oh. So and the Neogi looks like a baby tree? And then the power of sonic cleansing runs out and the murkiness returns and there's a slow mechanical sound as the fluid sort of cycles. It's a Neogi tree! So the Ember Hulk is making those trees. You, you say Neogi tree like it's a thing? Well, didn't you guys find trees that had like a Neogi leg on it or something? A Neogi tree is certainly a thing. Hello, you, ominous voice! Are you the ones who have upset Click 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 so much? We didn't I mean to. I don't know what that is. It is a lizard folk. It's a lizard well, folk. Most okay. of them is lizard folk. They are slightly taller and wider than most lizard folk that you've seen. Also, they have giant crab claws that are coming out of their back and sort of hanging down on either side of their body. Hello. We probably are, but we didn't mean to upset anyone. Did you make the weird vines? I did not. Also, Do you know um, how I think you accidentally stole my son. That too. We are not currently in possession of any living kobolds. No, not no a it's kobold. not a kobold, it's the bird. Yeah, this one's it's a bird made of thunder. Bird. Pretty big, kind of loud. The lizard folk just stares at you. Really, not kidding. See, I accidentally hatched them from their egg, and then they immediately got sucked into a thing? You have to understand. I am a lab assistant in a facility that, among other things, has turned several Niyogi into trees. Why? And this is the strangest thing I have heard in my life. I get that a lot. I mean, not in the specifics, but, I mean, I get that a lot. Also, you say you're a lab assistant. Does that mean um, someone else is in charge of the lab? Can we talk to them? Can we compare notes? Utanasi yeah, is busy at the moment and asked not to be disturbed. Well, we should probably talk to them anyway because the moon's moved around a lot. And um, we while know. we don't like him, there is a kobold who thinks of himself, thinks of themselves as kind of the king of the moon. So, yeah. I we... am from the ring world. I am aware of the moon's changes. Well, long story short, if we don't manage to make an agreement with Sniv, then Sniv might get you kicked off via ballistic trajectories. <laughs> we could just not tell Sniv. Sniv tends to find out anyway. Yeah, pretty much. It's true. Sniv is probably, whoever they are, more than a match for Usluk. Sniv has not met Utanansi. Okay, so what do those two look like? Who is Utanansi? Ah, okay. And the other one? What's that one look like? Utanansi. So many syllables. Just call him Phil. No, that's a Neogi. Oh, right, yeah. 
They are not lizard folk, kobold, or umberhulk. I do not know what they are, but they are intelligent and powerful. I do not think Sniv would be wise to stand in the way of this slab. The Niyogi tried. They have been turned as a punishment. I see. So, so you um, turn Niyogi into this... trees? Well, What does the slab want? I mean, so that we know how to not stand in its way. I just work here. And around the corner, you see the Umber Hulk is sort of just standing there watching. And I wave. Give me a charisma check. Oh dear, that's bad news. Oh no. I have a minus one to charisma. Oh. I got a total of 14. Oh. When it sees you wave, it turns and heads back around the corner. Click, click, click is rather upset that the first thing you would do when you came in was speak to them in the language of its oppressor. I think that's the only language we've ever heard Umberholt speak in. They do not speak deeps, not willingly. Oh. They don't have the vocal cords for it. If it helps, I can speak dwarvish to it. <laughs> that would have been better, slightly. I'm sorry, what is a dwarf? Um, They're kind of like humans, but really short and like, like digging. Yeah. They got ah. some similarities to kobolds, but they don't look like them. So if what humans is were human? kobolds and beardy. Yeah, that. Um... Humans are like if... Humans are tall monkey people that like making buildings. Yes. Oh. Shaved monkey people. So monkeys have fur. Most of them, but as humans prove, not all of them. This is a lot of new information. They've got sort of flat faces with fur just on top of the head and... And and no tails at all. And very Weird. small noses that, that just sort of sit on disgusting. top of the face. It takes a little while to get used to them. I've found any time something disturbing enters the lab, I do not have to wait long for it to change. Sounds like maybe we should get out of the lab? Anyway, I'm very sorry for um, being rude. I, um, I learned deep speech out of um, weird books, and I don't know who speaks it and who doesn't, just that a lot of the people I've encountered out here seem to speak it. The Niyogi. Now, a lot of those people then tried to kill me, but... The Niyogi tried to eat me. Well, we don't care for the Niyogi either. They I mean, taste. the first time we met Niyogi, they mind-controlled most of the group. It's not and good. I had to lightning bolt one of them. They don't taste good. That sounds about right. Talking things usually don't. I'd not made the distinction. Most talking things taste like chicken. Oh, oh, oh dear. Yeah, we don't we don't eat the things that talk. Usluck, are you entertaining some guests? I do not think I am entertaining them quite well, but they have many questions. Oh, don't sell yourself short. You've been great for conversation. That's very uplifting to hear. Usually, Usluck enjoys confounding individuals. I think confounding is the best word to use to give a situation. Hello, I don't believe we've met before. My name is Utnansi. My name's Zenosha. And the being who stands before you has greenish-blue skin. Well, most of their skin is greenish-blue. There's parts of 
their body that looks like it's actually covered in a carapace, or it might be bark, or it might be something else. It changes from one spot of the body to the other. Everything flows together, so it's hard to draw a line and say this is where one thing starts and the next thing stops, but it's also not 100% symmetrical. And, oh yeah, they stand about 10 feet tall. And there's a picture of them. Huh. Hello, I'm Chroma. Hello, Chroma. I'm Utnansi, but nice I believe to meet you. the pleasure is all mine, I'm sure. I came out because apparently some of the readings on the incubator were acting up. It usually doesn't do that, so I assumed someone was investigating. Did you use prestidigitation to clean some of the fluid? Yes. Sorry, I, I hope so. that didn't mess anything up. Not long term, no. There are plenty of safeguards in place. Oh, God! So... We apologize for intruding on your lab, but we kind of have two things we're trying to solve right now. One is a bird made of thunder got sucked up by this building, and it's kind of Chroma's baby right now. And the other is some exploding vines that we need to solve. Oh, the vines. Yes, that's a safeguard I added after the Niyogi came in. We decided it was prudent to lay a trap for any follow-up visitation. Well, it makes sense with the Niyogi, but it's also entangling all our ships. We, um, may have accidentally tripped uh, it. Well, that's no problem, so long as you don't spread them to another location. Oh, we We kind of did did that that by accident. We moved this... Didn't know it was on the ship, brought it home. If I'd known this was a lab area, we could have run decontamination procedures, but we, um... We didn't realize that there was a lab here until we came back to investigate where the vines had come from. And the reason why you came the first time? Because we had heard that these things were killing kobolds and someone. Yeah. Oh. And they came because um, the Circle of Tales is investigating the moon because we're in one of the moon bases. And we didn't realize that this place was inhabited. Well, to be fair... I didn't put out a sign, but it's disappointing to hear that the trees were trying to eat people. Yep. I thought I'd adjusted for that. They were supposed to be able to get all of their nutrients from the regolith. Well, let's see if I can fix that. And Nancy pulls out a book and makes a few annotations in it. This will add a bit to the incubation process, but that should probably fix it. I'll need to run a few additional numbers for that. Oh, but where are my manners? Your ship... Is covered in vines, you say? By now, probably. It started with the feet of the ship and then kind of broke it. And um, it was, and there was a large explosion. Yeah, that's, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. And we managed to get the ship uh, detangled at the cost of the um, lower portions of the legs. But um, we didn't manage to get all of it off the legs because that was too close to the main chassis. Well... Did you notice where the vines were growing for them to get onto your ship? By the time we noticed the vines, we had already moved the ship to a new location, so not really. But you figured it out eventually, correct? Maybe. Yes. Were you at any point wondering why the vines weren't all detonating when you moved your ship? Just the ones that were on the legs? I figured it was because that section wasn't being disturbed. Maybe? I don't know. Usually an explosion will disturb something. It goes to show, if 
there was an explosion at one part of a vine that explodes when disturbed, there would be a chain reaction that would destroy all of it, wouldn't there? Not if it's immune to force damage. And it was oh, uh, definitely immune to uh, my to ray of frost, yes. so... Well, it was designed to live on the moon. The nights still get cold here. Right, no. but then that bird blew it up, so some of it got damaged. We'll, we'll get to the bird in a little bit, but I do want to share this little bit of ingenious information. Uh, the vines, as you may have noticed, mostly grow underground, where they're shielded. For them to explode, they don't have a lot of energy built into them. They need to draw a chemical reaction from elsewhere. They need a large amount of oxygen. If you want to take the vines off your ship, cover them up, and then cut them. Oh! Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, that is extremely clever. Oh my gosh! So, so like long dirt as you don't... then? Or well, that... that's what I used, but anything that comes at hand probably be fine. I trust that you won't share this information with any yogi you happen to encounter. Oh, we don't like them at all, don't worry. Yeah, any yogi we run across usually end up trying to kill us, so we kill them first. I've found that they are rather boring when it comes to scientific experimentation as well. In truth, they all want the same thing. To devour people? No. No, not at all. Well, okay, yes, that too, a little bit. But that's a side quest for them. No, they want to grow old. It's not something the yogi are able to do. Not among others of their own kind. Hmm. So really, while turning them into trees could definitely be seen as a punishment, it also gives them what they want. Some of the oldest beings in existence are trees. Anyway, oh, that's a very be careful what you wish for way of phrasing that. I thought so too. Anyway, you've been playing for about an hour. What do you say you take a five minute break or so? <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to press some buttons. Mm-hmm. Podcast has arrived. <laughs> Excuse me, I need to construct a bunch of pylons. Apparently, we need additional ones. We have a bunch. They're still new in the box, but no, we got to make some more. They're better if you make them from scratch, Crash. Fine, you never settle for store-bought. It's just Actually, Protoss never build stuff themselves. They always warp it in. From the factories, yeah. But never mind. Protoss is But yeah, there's, there's no yeah. such thing as enough pylons. Protoss will always want more. And... Don't get me started on the farms, but that's a different faction. So, um, where we left off, you had met but Nancy, who seems to be quite cheerful. Well, calm at least. You get the feeling that he likes to listen to light jazz as a way of relaxing. And himself. <laughs> well, he does have a high opinion of himself, yes. Why wouldn't he? He's a genius. But well, we're used to people friend. who think of themselves as geniuses. Well... There's thinking you're a genius, and then there's thinking you know everything. There's overlap in that Venn diagram, but not a whole lot. The real geniuses know there's so much more to learn. It's true. Take There's young... always more to learn. Take young 
Chroma, you said your name was? Uh-huh. I mean, technically, that's not my full name, but um, it's but short for Chromatic Chroma. Orb. Yeah, you don't want her full name. It could get a little dangerous. Well, so long as you're not doing the somatic components at the same time, I'm sure it'd be fine. But, anyway, half of the gear that I see on you appears to be for scientific research more than destructive power. Yeah, Chroma is kind of the... Uh, well, on one aspect, they're the brains, but on the other aspect, they also have bad impulse control, so sometimes we have to hold them back, but, yeah, Chroma's a genius. Well, you're what? Six? Seven? Six. About six. Well, you have room to grow and learn. That's fine. So, what can I do for you? Anyone interested in augmentation? Uh, are you talking about turning us into trees? You, oh, you've no, already told no. us how to defeat the vines, which was one of our big questions. Our, our next big questions is, what happened to the Thunderbird that is Chroma's kid right now? I, I accidentally have. hatched it, so I feel I'm probably responsible for it. Oh, so when you say... Your child, you are not referring to a biological child, but rather spiritual offspring, adopted, if you will. I did not lay a Thunderbird egg. One would hope not. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know it was an egg until, um, it, well, it was sort of a power (laughs) source, and it was sort of used to absorb magic, and I sort of touched it to the vine. And they went boom. A part of them did. And what did you learn? Well, for one thing, I learned that it was an egg. And for another thing, I learned how much magic it could absorb before um, exploding into a bird. Ah, you properly measured the amount of energy it absorbed before it hatched? Well, I know how many, yeah, spells I cast, and I know about how big an explosion it was, so I can at least make an educated guess. How many would you say that was? Well, the player forgot because it was several weeks. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you're saying Chroma would have actually been keeping track. So whatever number you pick is going to be about what Chroma thinks. I'm saying Chroma thinks she can remember this. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a an Arcana check, but add your proficiency bonus for history. My proficiency bonus for history because I'm proficient in both of those. Well, then you're going to have a large bonus, yes. So I add them together? You may. Um, only the proficiency bonus from history, or do you mean I should add my history to my arcana? What's your history bonus? It's plus eight. Okay, I won't require a roll. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we, we could go for a one. We could aim for a one. That could happen. But adding plus eight to the bonus of the other thing, maybe not. Um, So doing some simple math. Now, spell levels aren't something that's necessarily stratified by spellcasters per se in Dungeons & Dragons. That's something that we as the players have done in order to understand what the heck the rules are. Um, With that said, maybe... If you cast enough spells so that their combined levels equal 13 or more, that does the thing. But it's also possible that the number might be required to be higher if those spells are being cast in the vicinity of the egg by someone who is not holding it. And let's just say... Yeah, you can... I can ballpark it about. Um, If I get my notepad 
pad out, I can uh, diagram about the amount of magical energy I'd expect to be necessary. But Nancy waits patiently. (laughs) By the way, let me say I truly appreciate a campaign where we don't have every encounter be, all right, we're going to fight this now. (laughs) And... And this time, it's not because Chroma goes into the combat kicking and screaming. (laughs) Okay. Um, With what has been typed in chat, understood. So basically, what we'll say is Chroma does do the ballpark figures with some rough estimates in her notebook. And Nazi watches this and listens intently and goes, hmm, that is incredibly close to what my instruments determined as well. And and you both Oh, you measured the amount of um, energy in the bird? I measured how much energy was required for it to regenerate, yes. Wait, regenerate? Yes, did, regenerate. Did you, um, degenerate it first? Well, almost immediately, yes. The process by which it was captured was fatal. So you're growing a new one? No, I'm growing the same one. It's a phoenix. Oh, is this one of those creatures that doesn't die, they just be born again? Exactly. Its life cycle is it lays its own egg, more or less. Oh, well, if you revived it, probably no harm done. I mean, not permanent harm anyway. Well, it's rather upset. Most people do come back kind of upset. Or confused. Or false. Both, I think. I've heard resurrection sickness is, um, kind of awful. Well, I'd not encountered a phoenix made of lightning before. Usually they are made of some type of fire. But when they are freshly hatched, they do tend to get hungry fairly quickly. So, is that how it blew up the vines? No, it probably blew up the vines because it was too close to them and there was a short circuit. Okay. This is not a being that can be near the ground for very long. It must forever be flying or it will die. Okay, all of that's beyond me, but I'll believe. Well, it's probably hard to land when, um, I mean, if you're made of electricity, hitting the ground kind of, uh, they call it grounding for a reason. Exactly. You catch on very quick. Would you like to see it? Yes. Okay. And he asks you to follow him, and he walks through his lab. You see more machinery, more vats, more spheres with windows. Some of them look like they're empty. Some of them are obviously not. And he leads you down a another flight of stairs. I'm all assuming right. we're following, because I'll be following to make sure nothing happens. Yeah, I, I assume we're all following at this point even if we don't entirely understand what's going on well if you don't understand what's going on it's because you're paying attention (laughs) and in this particular case that's canon (laughs) but we kobolds tend to stick together so Mm -hmm. okay so he has led you down and he yes there's a giant label in this map to tell you what it is but Nancy is quite proud of letting you know that what this particular room is is his power generator and in this particular case The power is generated through biological means. Of course it is, but nothing 
that he's using currently is sentient or sapient, so you don't have to worry about that. Oh, God! Yes, I learned at a fairly young age that sentient power sources tend to have a mind of their own. It's a little science humor for you. Never mind. Never mind. Anyway, you'll find the phoenix. I've been calling it an arc light phoenix. I find it has a nice ring to it. It's over in this chamber here, so I can keep feeding it and it doesn't die from being grounded out too quickly. And it is inside a clear sphere that it doesn't look like it's filled with a liquid, uh, but there is the Arclight Phoenix bouncing around inside off of the sides of the glass sphere that it is within. And bits of lightning. You, you know those things that people would get at like Hot Topic or Spencer's Gifts where it was a sphere that you put your fingers on and lightning goes to them. Mm-hmm. Imagine that one of those. Mobile. Imagine one of those, but it's about eight feet across hmm. with a giant multicolored bird inside that's also made of lightning. <clears throat> yep, one of those, but without the grapes. Yeah, I don't know what's... <laughs> or, the, or the TV from the 80s, without <clears throat> either of those things. Yeah, Zenosha is just kind of made peace with the fact that she doesn't understand any of this, but it's something Chroma needs to do, so Zenosha's following along and just kind of nodding when people look her way. So I very quickly learned that the ambient magic of this location is enough to regenerate it from its egg form repeatedly. Oh, interesting. Yes, very, which makes it rather difficult to contain. I would be interested in updating my windows but never mind about that i would be interested in (laughs) thank you i'm here always (laughs) in some experimentation but there's nothing really about it that's biological there's no dna to adjust there's no matter to graft onto it's just energy and hungry energy at that the lights have dimmed by 0.3% 0.3% since I've captured it. Oh, dear. Um, I guess what we need to do is figure out how to move it, but I'm not sure I really have anything at the moment that could be used to safely transport it. I'm not entirely sure what it would do if it encountered a bag of holding, but also there's already a nope in my bag of holding. Chroma, doesn't your mom have a way of making things follow instructions just by glaring at them and you like try that when you say that your bag of holding has a nope in it imagine one genetically engineered to be perfect eyebrow raising in spock-like fashion oh maybe you oh, um, something with the nope oh if yes yeah, you know you're interested we don't like it regenerating nope it regenerates you gotta hit it every six seconds it's gonna regenerate a it's life. it's it's like a blob of meat that it's is constantly gross, changing yeah. form, and yeah, even when you kill it, it just comes back to life. Right, mm-hmm. or tries to. You got hit every six seconds, like forever. Otherwise, it's an honestly... extraplanar entity. And um... do you want it? Understand. I have devoted centuries of my life to experimentation and furthering my understanding of science and technology, and magic, and achieving biological perfection among myself and my experiments. And this is the strangest conversation I have had in a very long time. That's what I said. Well, not precisely, but yes. 
It's a regenerating extraplanar being, and you've put it in a bag of holding. Right. Well, well we had to keep it from hurting people, and that was the only Renegar option we had. trying to murder everyone. And that worked. Mm-hmm. For now. I mean, still in the bag. We we haven't wanted to touch the bag of holding since, but otherwise, yeah, it, it seems to have disabled it for now. Well, I suppose we could make a trade, perhaps. The contents, the living contents of your bag of holding for a phoenix egg. All right. Yeah, this, this sounds great to me. I mean, it sounds like it's solving two of our problems at once. Word of advice from someone who has been around far longer than you have. While in this particular case, I'm very happy to solve two of your problems while providing a benefit for myself. But usually, when you find someone so willing to solve so many of your problems, be careful. Anyway, We're kobolds. We tend to work cooperatively. Chroma, if you could place your bag of holding over this aperture right here and hold it open for a moment. All right. There is... The sound that one hears when a tennis ball is sucked through one of those machines that you might see that shoots tennis balls at tennis players. Sort of a sound. And while a bag of holding never really gains weight from it being full, Chroma, you're almost certain it is lighter. (laughs) It's probably psychological. You hope it's psychological. I hope it's psychological. Otherwise, oh, is psychological I... that thing where you bend spoons with your mind? There is no spoon. That's the whole point. I mean, I might have a spoon somewhere in here. That's not what... Ugh, never mind. <laughs> you would never believe me if I told you we were all living in a simulation anyway. I mean, I believed that once, but I think that was because I ate the wrong mushrooms. That makes sense right there. Really? What species were they? That was before I knew enough about mushrooms to know the species, but yes. Mm. <laughs> That's a shame. Okay, Chroma, if you could come over here and hold your bag of holding over this aperture. And when Chroma follows through with that, um, the phoenix screams. It screams like it is being stabbed by a thousand needles. Oh, no. Oh, no. What did you do to it? I grounded it. And the phoenix shrinks and dies. And at the bottom of the sphere is an egg that is immediately dropped out of the bottom of the sphere and thump into the bag of holding. You may want to close it up very quickly now. I close it up. And I strongly recommend not opening that near any ambient magical source. It will not wake up happy. It'll wake up remembering how it died, which, to be fair, is how every phoenix wakes up, always. Being a phoenix sounds, um... Horrid. Unpleasant. Very much so. But also... As it isn't biological, there's nothing I can do about it yet. I have a few elementals I'm experimenting on to see if that can change, but nothing yet. Perhaps if I found a genasi. What? Gorga uh, immediately fills a chill up her spine. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, they are a mixture of beings from this plane and various elemental planes. Oh. Mixed heritage. Biomancy had nothing to do with it either. Well, usually. One can never tell. There was a time when any strange creature ever found was believed to be the work of a biomancer in some way, shape, or form. Although usually they just called us wizards. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, most of it was hogwash. The owlbear was never ours. 
<laughs> Those are edition jokes. Yes, yes, thank you. First edition, every animal that wasn't a dragon was considered the the product of some mad wizard. <laughs> or possibly just a mildly angry one. So this is where a wizard did it comes from. <laughs> uh well, the A Wizard Did It joke is from The Simpsons. It was the episode that had Lucy Lawless in it. And a bunch of fans of the Xena yeah. show were all nitpicking. Like, But what about in season eight, episode three, when this A Wizard Did It? Anytime okay. something can't be explained, A Wizard Did It. And that was the joke. Okay. Yep. And then at the end of the episode, she grabbed two of the Simpson children and flew them to safety because she wasn't Xena. Xena doesn't fly. She's Lucy Lawless. Never mind about that. <laughs> so okay. you are a light one bag of nope and heavy one bag of arc like Phoenix egg and also the knowledge of how to get rid of the vines. All right. So, well, let's head to our ship. I'll use Mold Earth to pacify and remove the vines and then I'll probably be spending the next two to three days doing the same thing on our other ships, but got to get started sometime. Yeah, you've been really helpful. I mean, you could have just kicked us out of here. That was awfully nice. It was wonderful meeting you. The pleasure's all mine. You have broken up the monotony in a way that the Niyogi didn't. Well, they're Niyogi. They're just awful. And I'm sure Click 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 will come back to her regular self eventually. She's rather upset new faces and the first thing you did was speak to her in the language of her enslavers well for the record if I say click 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 again I'm gonna say goodbye in dwarvish I learned deep speech out of a book I don't know who speaks it and who doesn't people just kept using it I figured it was the most common language around this area it is the language that other than umberhulk click 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 has heard the most often throughout her life but then, she's from a long line of Umberhulks that were bred to be guards and food for Niyogi. They don't appreciate that existence. I offered Click 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 an alternative. She was happy, happy to accept, even if it meant letting her former masters live. As trees? As trees. Well, I think we killed some of them, or you guys did. I wasn't... But my understanding is they were also trying to eat you. Right, yeah, yeah. That's nature for you. Imperfect, but ubiquitous. Well, if we run into any of them yogi trees that try to eat us, we're going to kill them. There were three of them that were finished. We already killed three? Yeah. Well, then there's just this one left. Well, if it doesn't attack us or other kobolds, we got no problem. I'll make some adjustments. It should be fine. But they might be a little lonely. More's the pity. Company is usually undervalued. So is there anything else I can do for you? Anyone feel know. slightly less than perfect? Have you ever considered being able to breathe underwater? Oh, I can I turn into a fish. Already. Okay, so both Zenosha and Chroma had an answer to that. <laughs> they did. I mean, I can breathe in most things. I am vacuum rated. Another eyebrow. Oh, I replaced my lungs with the uh, magic lungs. Ah, fascinating. And if I feel like it, I can just be a fish. Well... That's kind of what I was offering, but only part way. Gills are very useful and don't require a lot of work. And you still have your hands afterwards. Much better than being a fish. But, well, that's my opinion. Well, if you don't care for any augmentation, and the main reason to come here has been taken care of, this has been very fun, but I 
do have some research to return to, and I need to adjust the chemical bath in the remaining Neogi's tank to have it be less hungry for Cobalt and Umber Hulks and Lizard well, Hulk. Good luck with your work and have a nice day. Right. Yeah. We'll uh, maybe stop by Indeed. sometime if we find something we need augment, I guess. I'll be looking forward to that. It's always enjoyable to meet the needs of the willing. That is a very creepy way of saying it, but Zenosha will not comment. Uh, well, give me a deception check. Okay. Who? Zenosha? Zenosha. Okay. Because Zach's just like, well, yeah, if you're, you know, you don't have to fight them. Everything's easier if you don't have to fight okay, them. Okay. I rolled a nat <laughs> one with a modifier of minus one, so I got a zero. Zero. No. That, that right there is a look that crosses the lines of multiple species. I can tell that you're a little creeped out by that statement. A bit of a history lesson. I am from, well, it doesn't matter where I'm from, but a previous position I filled. Not all of my subjects were willing. In fact, most of them, I was under direct orders to adjust them. It was not work I enjoyed. I was much happier when I found the ring world. And then your moon found me. Right, yeah, do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm mindful of stole our moon and took it it's on a, a long tour. Story. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's ours now. I mean, we got it. Uh, yes. Player flying it through stuff. The zombies were interesting for a little while, but decaying meat is not very useful. Uh, probably not. They're fun to fight, though. You probably would have liked the modern elder brain. It got squished, though. That statement raises many questions, but I don't believe that kobolds live much longer than 200 years, so I don't think you have the lifespan to answer all the questions I have. Instead, I will encourage you to go take care of your ship and come by and visit sometime later. I will. Thank you. Chroma for sure will. I'll probably come. This was was interesting. I don't understand a lot of it, but it was interesting. Sorry, I talked over I just said yes, it was. Ah. Okay. So you go back out to the ship and a few mold earths and... Um, vein ectomies later. The red star is as good as new, if maybe slightly shorter than it was before this adventure started. Oh, that's a chroma problem. <laughs> that is a chroma problem. And I should probably get to work on fixing it. And on that note, we've been playing for about two hours, and I think this is a perfect time to end it. Indeed. A nice, quiet, relaxing game where nothing bad happened, and no one ever believes me when I say that's what we're going to get. <laughs> I mean, it could have been, it could have gone other way. It ways. could have been very bad, in mm-hmm. fact, because every being you encountered, I do have, and a few you haven't encountered, I do have an encounter tracker ready to go at the drop of a hat. Well, we're not about to fight an Umber Hulk unless we have to, so yeah, if the Umber Hulk just wants to look at us grumpily, we're going to go like, okay, fair. Well, the Umber Hulk, I, I'm going to the table talk, which is fun, which is fun, but we've been playing for two hours. So thank you, everyone, for playing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tonight I've been joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Ellie, Eo, Jen, Matt, and Cindy. Archbeth is hanging out in chat. LFA was hanging out in a different chat. Also the same chat because Archbeth is hanging in both. She can be in two places at the same time because she's doing it virtually. Let's do a few quick plugs. So Ellie runs a whole frickin' social network. You can find many of us at elekk.xyz. It is a social network that runs on Mastodon. 
For those of us who have social media accounts that we are willing to share, you can find that information on the cast page, which is linked in our show notes. EOS Mom writes books. You can find those at elizabeth-mccoy.com. Jen has a blog and podcast. You can find that at bookofjen.net. Matt's brother-in-law also writes books. You can find those at nogodsbeforeus.com. Cindy is awesome. And we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash cogwheelgaming. You can help us keep the lights on, along with other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Ellie, Eric, Janatalok, Mickey, Shanshan, and Walter. And until next time, this is Crash saying, they really have no idea what that was that they gave me. Fascinating. We call it a blob of meat for a reason. <laughs> well, time to make it. It was an endless snow. Time to what? And you I gave it to it. a biomancer. Yep. Uh huh. Chroma thinks that's probably the best place for it. Chroma has a wisdom of eight. <laughs> also, kobolds kind of have a history of trusting people who may not be trustworthy. I mean, you started the first few sessions by trusting three hags. So, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is true. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>